You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, this is Tzur Rabbonon, and we are going to explore a couple of uh, topics in Hilchas Mila. Let's start with one of the essential questions, which is the mitzvah of Mila, which we understand from the Mishnah and from what we all know in practical life, that it's the father who brings his son to the bris. The mitzvah is on the father, isn't it? The father is, has a special mitzvah. So w- w- let's try to figure out the parameters of that mitzvah. Um, and we have the Mishnah that you can see here quoted. There's a chiv on the father to perform the mila. There's other chiyuvim that go with it, according to the b'risa that's quoted here. It's fuller than the Mishnah. It says Liftoso, Vilam de Taira. So all of these these and Lahasio Isha. So it seems like there's a special mitzvah. Now are they is it a mitzvah minhatira? Is it a mitzvah midrabonon? Um and when does the mitzvah stop? When it comes to the mitzvah of the father to teach his son Taira, that's learned out for Limaratamaisam Basbanechem. The Minchaskinuch says very logically that even when the son is able to learn on his own, the father still has a mitzvah to teach him. Chaim Kanievsky, Zatzal, used to go specifically over to study with his father, even though he had become a tremendous expert in learning in his own way, because the stipler, his father, wanted to keep on teaching him. He had these two great men. The father teaches the son. The mitzvah doesn't stop. Now, with a brismila, even though we know the child has to make sure he gets the bris himself, if he hasn't, his father hasn't done it, does the chiyav still, is it on the father only until the son is a bardas? Is it sort of like a mitzvah that the Torah gives to the father just because he's in control of the family? Similarly to the mitzvah of giving a, a bris, giving a mila to your slaves, where you don't do it on the eighth day, you just have to make sure our, all your slaves have this sign of the milo. So is there, and that of course is the mitzvah on the slave owner. Although the Rambam says even the Eved, if the slave owner doesn't do it, the slave himself has to get the bris happen to him as well. So again, with the slave owner, it seems clear the nexus of the mitzvah is the owner of the slave. But when we talk about the father and to the son, is the basically is is this father sort of like the apitropis of the mitzvah? Is the father sort of like in charge because the son obviously doesn't have das yet, or is there a special mitzvah on the father? Well, the Gemara quotes a pasuk. Now the Torah we know who that Avram and Yitzchok are father and son. So it, the Torah doesn't need to say it was Yitzchak his son. The Torah already said that Yitzchak was born to him. The Torah is emphasizing that he was being Mekayim, a special mitzvah of a father to a son. Now, the Gemara goes on. 
If the father doesn't do his mitzvah, Bezdin has to do it. Now, most of you are thinking, Bezdin? Like we know Bezdin does many things. They paskin shilas, right? They deal with questions that the Bezdin Agado, questions that no one else can understand in terms of directing us what the Torah means. But that there should be a chiv on Bezdin, it would seem like the Achronim explain that it's not a din in Bezdin, but it's a din oh, Bezdin oh. as representative of the Jewish people. In other words, the community. And Bezdin is the people in the community who are the activists in this way. Maybe there is a psaq that they have to get involved in, whether the child can have a bris or not, or whether he's healthy or not. But that might be a question even if the father is there. So it's not a din in the psaq of Bezdin. No, what it means is, is that old, there's a mitzvah on the father, and there's also a mitzvah on Klal Yisrael. He molachem kol zochar, which means make sure you're males. So if you have children that are running around, who have not, who have their foreskin still on them, and you, for some reason they didn't get a bris, they're orphans or whatever it is, but you know they were Jews. So the community would have to make sure they had a bris. Even if there wasn't an official Bezdin in the town, it would seem, the way I'm explaining it. Then the Brysa goes on that he has to mal himself if If Bezdin didn't do it, then he has to mal himself. Now, where does that come from? It's interesting. The, the, the Gemara doesn't quote a Pasek. Himolachem kol zocher sounds like even though it's not your child and it's not you. So how do you know the person himself? Because it says oro zocher, the Torah says in Parshas Lechlecha, oro zocher shalo yimo es besar arlo So it sounds like the simple pshat in the Gemara is there's no direct mitzvah on him to do it, but if he doesn't, he's going to get kares. So you can't be machayv yourself kares. So you better do it. How about if a person who wants to get kares? It doesn't say, like, when it comes to Here it says, if you are, in a, a, if you allow yourself not to get a bris, then you'll get chorus. Now, when you get chorus, do you get chorus every moment? Do you get chorus only before you die? That's a, bit, a famous machlekes, the Rambam and the Raivad. But it's interesting that it's not like we found a clear positive assay for a person to give himself a bris to make sure he is, as we say in Yiddish, gemalt. It's just that you don't want to have chorus. Then the Gemara says, we know that based on the Mishnah, that, a, that the mother doesn't have the mitzvah. Now, it's true, she might, as part of this sort of Bezdin Klal Yisrael idea, might have a responsibility to be involved in it. Um, how do we know a mother doesn't have the mitzvah? Because when the Pesach says, that same Pesach that says, Avram gave the bris, the Torah goes out of its way to say, Kasher Tziva Oisoya Lehim. It could have just said, Kasher Tziva Lehim. Why did they say oisoi? That indicates that in the command, somehow, even if in a situation where there is no father, the mother doesn't have that mitzvah. So this level of the mitzvah on the father doesn't, doesn't apply to 
the mother, only the father. Okay. So that is the Brysa. Another question I think needs to be asked is if this is true that there's a mitzvah to mal your child, your son, then, and that's a, a level of a true mitzvah saseh. And maybe, again, you classify it as maybe two mitzvah saseis. There's the community mitzvah, and there's also the mitzvah on the father. Assuming that it's not his son's mitzvah, but most people aren't makayim that mitzvah then, right? Most people don't learn Hilchas Mila. There are, Baruch Hashem, a lot of uh, fathers who have studied and are able to do the mitzvah's Mila. Now, you'll, you'll find that some brisim, the father sometimes helps. The, 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 if the father has a certain amount of, of, of shimush, that he'll, the moyo will let him do something. But 90% of the brisim, maybe 99% of the brisim, Fathers aren't makayim that mitzvah. So the question is, why? Now, there's a simple answer. The simple answer would be, you were probably thinking about this, well, I'm paying the moyo, I'm asking the moyo to do it. I'm making him my shuliach. There's some reason, by the way, that the moyo actually asks the father, you might have been at some brisk with the Moilim or sometimes Makbid that, okay, am I your shuliach for this? But whether he needs to be told at the bris or not, that would be the answer. That when I hire or ask someone and someone does it on my behalf, so the Moil is actually the shuliach of the father. That would seem to be the answer of how we're makayim this mitzvah. And perhaps the, that would make a nafkamina in terms of what brocha should be made. Uh, like when you have a shuyach who's doing it. So let's take a look at this shach. Mishu mohu mohel eno rishoy liten If you yourself know how to do the bris, you cannot have someone else do it. And the, and the comparison is the mitzvah of Kisay Adam. Kisay Adam, there's a mitzvah on the shoichet who shechts the bird or the wild animal, meaning the deer or any other wild animal, any wild culture animal. There's a mitzvah to cover that blood with dirt called Kisay Adam. I'm to cover that blood with dirt. And that's a mitzvah. It says, V'shofach, in the same posik, V'kisa. Whoever does the shechita, he's the one who does kisui hadam. Who was a student of Rav and Rabbi Yochanan. Came over to Rav and, taught, and told him a brisa. Shoyri harakto, nitioisi kotsatsta. Ruben says to Shimon, so he takes him to Bezin and said, you killed my shore. You cut my trees. Hey, Shimon says, no, I'm not going to pay. You told me to do it. You told me to do it. I'm Potter. Rob said, that price doesn't make any sense. 
if it's true that you can always get a, get out of a, a complaint like that, then everybody will say that. Whenever anybody accuses someone, will say, hey, you told me to do it, and we're going to believe that guy. So, Rabbi, Rahana asked Rav, so sh- should I get rid of this b'risa? Should I get rid of this b'risa? Because it doesn't make any sense. Neither, in a way, neither does our Mishnah, right? So Rav says, no, I'm going to tell you what it's talking about. It's talking about a shore that should be killed and a tree that there's that should be cut down. Or a tree that's an asherah that must be cut. So, so if that's what it's talking about, then why should anybody have any problem that Shimon cut the tree down? If it was a shore that needed to be killed, because it was a it was a public damager and, and and needed to be put down, or if it was a uh, a tree that needed to be cut down, why am I why am I taking why is Reuven taking Shimon to a din Torah? Someone says, you know why? Because Reuven sang on the beina with ha mitzvah. I wanted to do the mitzvah myself. I wanted to do the mitzvah of. I wanted to do the mitzvah of getting rid of the damaged thing, of the thing that could damage. That's my mitzvah to put up a makeh, my mitzvah that I should get rid of my thing. So now you took my mitzvah away, my mitzvah being a good citizen and doing what the Torah wants me to do. And therefore, I want money from you for stealing my mitzvah. So here we see from this Mishnah, that the the question, do you make the guy pay or not, that there's a price to pay for stealing somebody's mitzvah. Where do you see that? By Kisu Adam. It says, V'shofach es damay v'kiseyu ba'ofer. V'shofach v'kiso. Misha shofach. Hu yechas es adam. And the Gemara says, there was someone who shechted and someone else came, and before the guy could get the dirt, Shmero the Shmendrik comes over and pours dirt on the blood of Ruvain the Shoichet's animal. Ruvain took Shmero the Shmendrik to Bezdin, and Rab Gamliel, the head of Klaustral, said, Shmendrik, you've got to give to Ruvain ten Zahuvim, because you stole his mitzvah. Now, in Shulchan Aruch, this is a simon in Shulchan Aruch, stealing somebody's mitzvah. Here it is. Tour. Ha-shoichet chayev ha-oif ha-boy acher v'kisar shaloi midas ha-shoichet chayev v'yitav ha-yudzovim. The tour in Hilchais Nazikin Shin Pei Beis and Choshen Mishpat says, you have to give a person money for stealing his mitzvah. Shemonoi mila asay's mitzvah. Vahadin kein bechol mitzvah asay shuhu alav laasays. Whenever you have a mitzvah to do and someone else does it, v'kodem acher v'asa umone ezem mila asays chayev litein lezeh yud zehuvim. You have to give him ten zehuvim. This is again why we, if we follow this or not today, is a question. The Beis Yosef writes this halacha: Choyu loy ben lomo, 
Let's say we talked about somebody, Shmender, coming in and doing the Kisri Adam. What about if Avram has, he's, he's there to do the bris on Yitzchok? And then who comes in? Eliyahu comes in, not Eliyahu Anavi, but Eliyahu, the other Jew, comes in and does the bris. Okay. Let's say Avram doesn't know how to do the bris. But what does he do? He tells Pesach to do the bris. That's a little shout out to my good friend Pesach Kron. So he tells Pesach Kron, I want you, Avram, I can't do it. I'm going to tell you, you're going to be my, you're going to be my shriach to do the bris. And so Pesach Kron, who comes in? Rafal comes in and does the bris. There you potter. Wait, isn't Pesach me? So this is a question. Why is this different? And he quotes here Rabbeinu Yeruchim. So this, really, this halacha tests our question. If Pesach is my shliach, then it's like me doing the mitzvah. And if somebody else comes in and now my son is gemalt, because, well, in a way, everybody in Klal Yisrael is, like we said before, himolachem kol zochar. So when Rafal does it, Rafal could say, I'm also part of Klal Yisrael. I didn't want this baby to be here without a bris. We're all mechuyiv to make sure every zochar has this foreskin taken off. So why is this different than Kisri Adam? And that's the question. Kisri Adam, you have to pay. So now that's the background of the shach, of what the shach was talking about. So let's go back to the shach. Again, the shach says if he's a mohel, right? If he doesn't know what he's doing, then I guess he's potter from the mitzvah. Hmm. The mitzvah says, And again, we bring the posik of Bayomal Avram Isak Benoi. He says, I see there are people who do what? They, even though they are versed in Mila, they have someone else give. And therefore, but they deem him throughout Claudius should cancel this practice. Meaning, they should make sure if you know how to do it yourself, you should be the moil. You shouldn't give the cover to anyone else. So if you have a community of people who all know how to do brismila, so there won't be a moil in the city, will there? Maybe they still need somebody on call. But if most fathers will learn the halachas and will be trained and to do it, then you're not going to need a moil in the city. But according to the shach, the shach, but the shach says it's still only if you know how to do it. But again, if it's true that, so the shach and the ramah are somewhat similar. Why? Because it sounds like when I ask a shliach to do it, that's not me. 
if I know how to do it and somebody else comes and does it, he owes me money. I can take him to Bezdin. But if I've appointed a shliach, and for some reason Rafal elbows Pesach out of the way and does the bris, I can't take Rafal to din for what he did because I wasn't doing the mitzvah either. But the question is, why not? And that's what the Tfu Ashur's question is. The great Tfu Ashur writes the Sefer on, on, on Hilcha Shechita, but he also wrote Chidusha Manshas that you can find in the back of Tfu Ashur. He says that, and, and other places of the other day, he says, In other words, the Rosh just says that the father has to do the mitzvah, but but still, the Ramah in the Hagos quotes the halacha that if, if in the case, like I said, Rafal isn't elbowing out Pesach, maybe he is, but he doesn't pay him. If Avram can actually do the bris on Yitzchak, then they should stay out of it. But the Dark Image himself doesn't understand the halacha that he quotes from Rabbeinu Yerucham. If Shulch Shodim Kamei say, what's going on? So the Ketzais wants to answer this. So we have the Orzarua and the Shach, and basically Rabbeinu Yerucham seemingly saying there's a difference between the father and the person the father pays and wants to do the mitzvah. So the Ketzais says the following. The Ketzais in Shin Pei Beis. Now, these Teisus were the Italian Baliatesus. Everybody loves the Italian Baliatesus. Um, the Shiboya Leket, for example, Rab Ashkenazi, was living in Italy. These Italians had a tremendous connection to the French and German Baliatesis, but they developed a little bit different. And the king of the Baliatesis in Italy, in his own way, was the great Yeshaya of Trani, who wrote a sefer called Sefer Hamachria. And his grandson was called Yeshaya the Younger, the Riaz. But this is the Rid, Rabshaya Ditrani. So he deals with an essential question of all shlichos. And he says, if you believe that a shliach can be as good as you and represents you, you could stay, you could be sleeping in your bed, and you can send the shliach to be you at a marriage ceremony. And you're married. You wake up when the alarm goes off and you get on the subway. Shliach calls you on the cell phone and says, Mazel tov, boss, you're married. Why? I did it. When did you do it? Three in the morning. Oh, yeah? Great. I was asleep. Yeah. I did it for you. Had you in mind. You're a married man. Shliachus works. For Kedushan, forget. So why, if Shliachus works, then... Why can't I tell a person to do anything for me? Why can't I tell a person to sit in the sukkah for me? We're tefillin for me. Says the real love milsehi. Shamitz v'shachayv l'amokam l'asoyz begufoy. Heich yifter hu al yedei shluchoy. How can a mitzvah that is on me, on my body to do? 
It's not just that it has to happen. It's not just that I should get married. It's that my body should go through this experience. Yes, there's a mitzvah for me to be a married person, let's say. Maybe, maybe it's the mitzvah of having children. But the the actions to be married doesn't necessarily need me. Now, pruravu is a mitzvah on me. There's a mitzvah that my loins should produce children. <laughs> so I can't be mamana shliach to have relations with my wife, and it counts for me. That's not that's not the mitzvah. But the mitzvah to be married as a means to get there, that I can end the shliach. So why can't I have a, a, a shliach do other mitzvahs for me? Because those are mitzvahs that my body has to experience. So I can't be potter with a shliach. So Avada, when it comes to Rid says, when it comes to Kedushin and Gerashin, even though he's doing it for me, I'm the one who divorced her. I'm the one who married her. How do you know? Well, first of all, the Shliach said, Hareyat Mikudeshes to Yankel, who's asleep in his downtown Manhattan penthouse. If he's giving a get, in the get itself, what is it written? In the get itself, what is it written? It says, who's the get? So even though the person handing the get, it says the Venosan Biyoda, hand her the get, I don't want to hand her the get. I want the Shuyach to do it. So I mamane I him to be me, to count for me, to give the get to my wife. But the get is written specifically who the get is from. I can send someone to Shech the Korban Pesach. Well, he's got a list. Many people. That's the way it was always done. 20, 30, 40, 50 people are all part of one carbon, and they send one person to do it. But everyone is Mekayim, the mitzvah of Shechitas Korban Pesach. It's one of the mitzvahs that if you don't do, your Chayv Kareis for. But it's usually done by not you. It's usually done by the person who knows how to get up there in the base of Mikdash and Shech, and he Shechs it on your name. There's no mitzvah for me to feel the knife and to cut the blood and to feel the blood coming out of the neck. The mitzvah needs to be shechted. Now, there are some that say the mitzvah, there's a mitzvah of building a sukkah. Oh, I can ask someone to build it to me. But I can't ask him to sit in the sukkah for me. I can't ask him to take a lulah for me. I need to experience that mitzvah. I need to have tzitzis on my clothing. That's what the Tzitzis Rid says. So now the Tzitzis, Rabbi Yilei says that Kisoyadam, there's a special din, you have to do the one who's doing it. By Mila also. Benoi. Only the father. The fact that the Torah emphasizes it isn't just like stab mitzvahs that, well, there's a mitzvah, right? There's a mitzvah to get married. Well, I have someone else do it for me. Here it says, you have to you have to experience this. This is obviously, this is what the Orzerua 
and the Shach and the Rabbeinu Yeruchim, all this is what the Ketzeis is saying. That somehow, Mila means the father actually experiencing the cutting, the father is actually one who cuts that orva off. So it turns out, if this is correct, the way the Ketzeis explains it, and it turns out that when we hire somebody, we're not really fulfilling that mitzvah. It, it's, we're just Bezdin. We're just Klau Yisrael. We're just, yeah, it happens to be, we're more involved. So you have the schluss of being that person in Klau Yisrael who does it. So really, people who don't know how to do, according to this, if you don't know how to do the mitzvah bris milah, you're not really Makai in that part of mitzvah smila. Your son is gemalt, but this special din of Ayomo Avram Yitzchak Benoi, the special din on the father, you weren't Makai in that mitzvah. That's what would come out according to this. Rabbi Yosef Dov Halevi Salavechik's great-grandfather, the first Yosef Dov Halevi Salavechik. He says... In other words, that the father is no worse than anybody else in Klal Yisrael. The fact that the Torah says, Avraham mauled his son, that means you can't do it, use a shliach. What does the father do? The father is the best representative of Klal Yisro. Because if he doesn't do it, everyone else does it. So if he does it, he's no worse than anyone else. So even though the father made a shliach, He's still Makayim, the base Levi says, the mitzvah of Mila. But he's Makayim, the mitzvah of Klal Yisrael. The mitzvah of Klal Yisrael, that he wants to be the one who takes it up, he has a shliach do it. So that he has a kiyum. So he, but he doesn't have the special din of the father's mitzvah. This would be similar to, let's say, your neighbor didn't want to do the bris. And you went and did it. Okay? You have a mitzvah. That's why the shach says that if you know how to do the mitzvah and you still ask someone else to do it, then you're mavato the mitzvah saseh. Which mitzvah saseh? The special one that's connected to the father. And that's a mitzvah that you can't have a shuyach for. Now, however, Chacham Avadya knows about this all, about this all, and his he writes, and this is of course distilled by his son in the Yalkut Yosef. There are shitas that hold that Shmila doesn't shlichus doesn't work, and that's the sheet of the Orzarua, the Rabbeinu Yerucham, the Shach, and the Ktsais. And the way the Beis HaLevi explains it. But some say, like the Tvu Ashur, 
that there is shlichus by Mila. And the fact that the Shulchan Aruch doesn't quote that, it's the Ramal who mentions it, the Rabbi Yosef himself holds like the Tfu Ashar, that when you make a shliach, that is the special kiyum of a father's mitzvah. Why? Because the Shulchan Aruch says that the father should tell the shliach, the moyo, you're my shliach. So it's a raya that it's the special din shlichus. That's the way Chacham Abadi understands the Beis Yosef. However, if the father is a moyel mumche, again, not just a moyel. According to the Shach, if he's a moyel, he's good enough. Chacham Avadia and his son, Rabbi Yitzhak Yosef, do not feel that way. First of all, they have a diuk in the Beis Yosef and the Machaber that he holds like the two ashore. That even the special din of the father's mitzvah, that special aspect of the mitzvah mila, you can fulfill that by asking a, 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 a moyel to do it. But secondly, you've got to be worried about amateurs getting involved. And even if he is a he's done milas before, he has cut babies' foreskins. There's something about your own child, the emotion, the sense of pain, to, to cut and feel the pain and, and, and hear your own son cry. Not everybody's got that type of cold professionalism. Unless the father is so much of an expert, it's not going to affect him. He should, even a, even Rechokham Avadya and his son feel that even if he knows how to do it well, he should have the expert do it. This that sometimes they say, okay, look, I'll let you cut some of it. No, no. If he's not, if he's not rogil and cutting the foreskin, it shouldn't be him. Because sometimes... Sometimes like when you're doing it, you have such feeling. You can't believe it. Here you are. It's your own son. You're a Ramavinu. Look what you're doing. Yeah, that's right. You're not looking. And you didn't cut the whole foreskin off. And now someone else has to come and finish the job. And what's going to happen? The kid is going to get pain for no reason. Also, even when it comes to Priya, now this I've seen by some Brisim where they will, they will, the Moyo will instruct the father to do the Priya, to actually pull the membrane down. But Chocham Avadya felt that also could be a problem. Because what could happen? Right? What might happen? Um, he, he's going to not do it this, in, in the right way, and he could make a mistake in it. He's going to do it slow, and it's not going to be proper. So unless you're really in the parsha completely, you shouldn't do it. So this is a practical way uh, to look at this. Look at this halacha. Okay. So that is the that's one uh, element for tonight. The other thing I want to talk about tonight is pushing off a bris. 
most of you who are listening here probably know that the what would be the main reason to that Brisson are usually pushed off? Sure, you all know. Um, Billy Rubin. Billy Rubin, exactly. Another, in other words, the baby is yellow, as they say. So, let's take a look about this question. If the cotton is sick, you don't. He doesn't get the bris until he's healthy. So, Amar Shmuel, meaning he had heat. And now, oh, Baruch Hashem, the heat's gone. In other words, he's just the fever broke. So obviously when he had the heat itself, uh, it's a high fever. You're not going to submit the kid to the, to the, to the, uh, to the bris. That's going to make things worse. The kid is already sick. So even though the fever has somehow left him, whoo, the fever went down. Shmuel said, now Shmuel was a doctor. Shmuel was a doctor. He was. He came to actually. They called him in from Bovel to take care of Rabbi Yehuda Anosi. Rabbi Yehuda Anosi was sick, so Shmuel knew a lot about a lot of things. He was very well versed in astronomy. He was versed in medicine. He was very well versed in in tort law, in uh, the neo assassin and uh, laws. He's the one who said Dina the Malchus Dina. So Shmuel said. It's clear to me that he needs a week from his illness. Okay. The Shlochanarach Paskins like Shmuel. Mamtinen Waymeashin Israpa Shiva Yomim. In other words, so whenever he gets better, the bris is going to be pushed off a week. Even though every single day you might say, oh, we're, we have to do that mitzvah. Oh, there's a mitzvah to do. We're moving about to that mitzvah. No, we're worried about pikuach nefesh here. However, Shmuel's case was a fever. A fever that took the whole, made the whole baby sick. When you have a bad fever, you, your whole body is is aching and you, and you feel like you can't stand up, you're dizzy. You can you imagine what that does to a small child? Let's say, what was the problem? The eyes are hurting. Okay. So there, you still don't want to subject the baby to the bris because it looks like there's something wrong with his eyes. There's something wrong with one of his legs. So you wait till he's better. The doctors say, okay. And then as soon as he's better, because you don't want to submit him to a bris milah when there's some sort of illness in the baby. So if the illness that he had was an illness that took his whole, that his whole body was by it, that if an adult had it, he'd be stuck in bed, he'd be considered what we call a chayva kogufoy, then you wait a week. The great Dr. Shmuel Paskin like that. But if it's a minor illness, then as soon as the illness leaves, call everybody we're having the bris right away. Because you don't want to be pushed off a bris. If it was an illness that the whole baby was taken by it, the illness has to be gone and you have to wait a week. Even though you missed a special eighth day bris. One common example of such an illness is jaundice, where excessive bilirubin, which is a product of the breakdown of hemoglobin from red blood cells. So here you can help me out here why this happens. In other words, there's red blood cells, right? 
and white blood cells. And they shouldn't be breaking down the red blood cells. But something happens, I guess, the trauma of the birth, things are going on. I don't know why. You guys can help me out if you know why. But because of that, there's now too much bilirubin in the blood. And you can see it in the skin. And what that does is that gives the skin a yellow tinge. So what's the halacha? Cotton shehu yoruk. It doesn't mean green here. It means green and yellow. So that's a simon that the blood, at least the way the Shulchan Aruch writes, the dam has not yet been absorbed or something's not right with the red blood cells. And therefore, no bris until it happens. And he has to look like any other child. And if he's over-red, so that means the blood hasn't yet been contained the way it should. In, in, in other words, there's too much red. It hasn't gone into the limbs properly. It's stuck. Again, this is the medieval medicine. It's stuck between the skin and the flesh. Okay, that's probably not what's really going on. But if a kid is over red. So you wait until the blood is then absorbed and he looks like any other kid. Fitzarech, the Shulchan Aruch says, Lizar ma'od be'evo advarim. Because you can always give the bris later, but you can't bring bring him back. Based on the Shulchan Aruch and based on what we saw before, so if he has this Yoruk disease, you would need to wait a week after, because this is Bechol Gufoy. It's not like a, a little pain in one spot. So, when we say the baby, according to the Shulchan Aruch, if the baby is not yellow anymore, then you still have to wait a week because now that's the halach of Shmuel. And practically that's not done. As he writes here, modern medicine no longer believes that jaundice is dangerous or problematic. Many doctors permit one to perform a bris meal on the eighth day of a jaundiced baby, provided it's not excessively jaundiced. I remember for my son, who was yellow, we went and got special lights. I remember for Chaim, we got these special lamps. And and we somehow, I don't know, I forgot where we got it from, but there was a special place where we got it. And we had the, we, we put him down in the bassinet and the lamps there somehow were going to work on his body and somehow we're going to do something to take the yellow away. But according to the Shulchan Aruch, if the baby becomes yellow, then you have to wake you have to wait a week no matter what. And and, and if the baby's yellow is within the first couple of days, then you're gonna miss day eight. Now, that didn't happen with us. We did get day eight. So we seem Salacha seems to have altered from the Shulchan Aruch. Rabbi Yitzchok Weiss, who was the Rav in Manchester and later the head of the Badats in Yerushalayim wrote about this in a number of places. So this is in the eighth volume. And look what he writes. Babies that are yellow. So he says, I know what the doctors are saying. 
מצוד כדברי הרבונם הגויינם הצדיקים, אשר גילו דייתם במידו ועזורו למוילים, שאפיכו שמספר הבילי רובין אין מגיע למספר גבוה, even though the בילי רובין is not high, and the doctors are saying it's safe. ואף שהרויפים אומרים שיכולים לומר, זה לא, the baby could go through the trauma of the bris. אין משגיחם עליהם. כנגד המבור בדברי חז"ל, שירסקונה למול עשו. חז"ל, שמואל, זה שולחן ארוך. We don't go against it. So normally, if I would give you a shear, and I would say, oh, you know, the, the place can hold, you do stuff which is not so safe, right? You do mitzitzah b'peh, which we'll talk about perhaps in a different shear. So yeah, the, the, the poiskim and the, the satmer poiskim and others, like the Dayan Weiss, who was a chesidish poisik, is, 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 is allowing stuff that we consider dangerous. Uh, no. No one should put their... Yeah, and again, I'm not getting into that, but isn't it interesting that over here, the chesidim are more machmir than we are. Now you could say, maybe they don't understand medicine. But he says, that's what Chazal say. So, therefore, even though it seems to be the eighth day, you don't do it. It's got to be that the yellow is gone altogether. They have to look just like other children. Now, then he says, it depends how bad it was. In other words, if, if the jaundice wasn't just in one spot, but it seemed to be everywhere in the body. So then, says the Minchas Yitzchak, like I said before, you have to wait seven days after he's totally not jaundiced. And if you're not sure, you have to be machmir. There is a safer though, called Psokim Etshuvah, also from a, a, a Chesidah Sharov, Rabinovich, and he has a little more of a scientific approach. And he says the following. He says, There's Tzahevet physiologius and Tzahevet chaylonus pathologic. There's pathological jaundice and there's physiological jaundice. And what does that usually mean? It shows that there's something wrong in the body or in the liver or something else. So therefore, even though it's true, you should wait seven days. But that's if it's what? Patho- that's if it's pathological jaundice. It was based on an infection. And there, don't listen to the doctors. Wait seven days till the baby is completely not yellow. And they wait seven days. However, im yikva harofe al pi bedikos shatzahevis is physiological. If they do blood tests and they show that there isn't an infection, and it's just, and again, I, I, I don't know why the baby's yellow. It's something about bilirubin, but it's not based on some sort of infection. It's not a pathological issue. And most cases is that way. And the bilirubin count is not that high. That would be a, a sakona, even if it's physiological. So then you could listen to the doctor 
and you don't have to wait seven days. And possibly, again, you could either do the brisbisman or whenever the earliest time that you could possibly do it. The main thing here, again, I think we're bringing out is obviously the concern for the baby's welfare is primary. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you liked what you heard. If you did, please take a moment to share this or any of the many episodes available on our platform with friends in order to help grow our community. Until next time, Shalom. Shalom.